Hello. Welcome to Eight Pushing History. This week's subject is the long emancipation during the Civil War. This concept is much more detailed than simply the Emancipation Proclamation. It, by itself, did not abolish slavery. Slavery went on for over two years after this. To understand the long emancipation, we must first understand that the North could not free slaves too soon into the war. The first reason for this is that the war did not begin with the goal of freeing slaves in the South. The main goal of the North in the beginning of the war was to create a union with the South with as little fighting as possible, as the states of Maryland, Delaware, Missouri, and Kentucky all remained in the Union. At the time, these were slave states. Freeing slaves would anger the border states and cause them to join the Confederacy. Losing with the border states would be a massive blow to the power of the Union. This need to keep the border states can be shown in how Abraham Lincoln fired John C. Fremont after he abolished slavery in Missouri. Another major reason for holding off on the emancipation was that the North wanted to keep the South happy. From the North's perspective, they would be unified with the South in the future. Making them angry then would just hurt the country in the future. The North also wanted to please the South because they wanted to reunify as fast as possible. There was also no way to enforce this emancipation. The North had not won many battles in the war, so they had no military momentum to enforce the freedom of slaves. The final major reason for holding off on abolishing slavery was that there was very little public support for emancipation in the North. This setback can be summarized as democracy at war. What this means is that the United States citizens needed to support the war and abolition for the government to carry out the war and emancipation. If the government lost support, the war would end. Abolishing slavery would just set back some of the North's goals. Later in the war, this view of emancipation during the Civil War did change. The beginning of emancipation during the Civil War began at Fort Monroe. Slaves had been escaping from their masters and going to Fort Monroe because it was controlled by the Union. When they arrived, they hoped to be taken in and set free, but the soldiers turned to them. Soldiers turned them away due to the Crittenden Resolution, which prevented the military to target any forms of slavery. However, when one slave had come to the fort that was owned by a Confederate general, the head of the fort, Benjamin Butler, told the general that he could have his slave back, on the condition that he swore allegiance to the Union. After this encounter, Butler had the idea to take the slaves in as contraband of war. Congress passed the Confiscation Act of 1861, which allowed the confiscation of property that contributed to the war effort of the Confederacy. This act allowed slaves to be taken as contraband since they were the main force of their economy, therefore helping their war effort. Fort Monroe now took in slaves that escaped from their masters as contraband. For a slave to be freed, they had to reach the Union lines or get to a Union-controlled area. Many slaves ran away from their masters to get to these Union-controlled areas, and did successfully make it to freedom. This massive drove of slaves making to the Union lines and being freed greatly hurt the Southern economy, which helped the North gain an upper hand in the war. This goes to show how slavery was a bad 
was bad for a country fighting a war. Slaves would escape to join the opposite side. This can be shown in the Stono Rebellion, where slaves escaped from the British to join the Spanish. It is also exemplified during the Revolutionary War, when American slaves escaped to join and fight for the British. When slaves changed sides, the Confederate economy took a big hit. Lincoln did feel the effect of prominent abolitionists during the war to end slavery, but he also wanted to keep to the middle in this issue as to prevent a revolution from the border states. Lincoln first decided to try to start the emancipation process by offering compensation to all slave masters in the border states that freed their slaves, but this attempt failed. One year later, after the Confiscation Act was passed, the northern goal for the war would officially change after the Battle of Antietam. This battle killed any chance of a union between the North and South without a total defeat. The North finally decided that it was time to take action. On September 22nd, Abraham Lincoln had drafted a preliminary proclamation that said all slaves held in the rebelling states, quote, shall be then, thenceforward, and forever free, end quote. If the rebelling states would not stop their fighting before the 1st of January the next year, this preliminary document demonstrated the North's resolve to win this war by doing anything they could to do so. As promised on January 1st, 1863, after fighting has carried on into the new year, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, making all slaves held in states that were rebelling from the Union officially free. There was much celebration in the North by abolitionists who had been fighting for the emancipation of the slaves, as well as freed blacks in the North. Few places in the South saw some of this celebration as after a Union victory of the war would spell the end of an institution that had a strong foothold in the life and economy of the South. However, the document did exclude the freedom of slaves in slave states that were still loyal to the Union and rebellious states that had been captured prior to the signing of the proclamation. After this point, the goal of the North for winning the war was not only to reform the Union between the North and South, but also to end the institution of slavery. This marked the end of an era in America, because if the North won the war, the way of life in the South would be gone. This was not only the destruction of a labor system, but it was also a redefinition of life in the South. This would also redefine the role of blacks in Southern society. The Emancipation Proclamation brought many blacks into the Union Army to help build fortifications and to defend these fortifications. These new soldiers brought a reinvigoration into the Union Army and pushed the idea of emancipation for the Army. However, the signing of the proclamation strongly demoralized the Southern Army and disrupted the institution of slavery. Many Confederate soldiers felt demoralized because of this proclamation. However, it was the arrival of Union soldiers that would mean the end of the slaves' oppression in the South. As the news of arrival of Federal soldiers reached slaves in the area, all work would be halted, as the slaves would refuse to work since they knew that they would be free as soon as the soldiers arrived. After the war, the service of black soldiers affected how society would see them. 
and how they would see themselves. It would see them having, for the first time, equality between whites and blacks, even though it was only in the military. They had now felt what freedom was, and they would no longer accept anything less. They had felt a resemblance of equality, and would now go on to search for full equality. The Union was able to use the Emancipation to win the war. All the slaves had to do was find the Union Army to escape their masters. When the Union Army would show up at towns, all the slaves in the town would end up being freed. There was still a lot of racism in the North despite the Emancipation process. Propaganda depicted these free slaves as laborers instead of fighters being useless to the Union Army. Many Northerners could still not accept the fact that African Americans were equal to them. Other examples of racism would be in posters, where the dialect and implication that black people were cowards for running away from slavery Many Northerners tried to keep the slaves from becoming their equal, which contributed to the Long Emancipation. Another important part of the Long Emancipation was that freed slaves would come back and fight for the North. They did this to fight for their family that was still enslaved, to become more equal to, to other white soldiers, and even to get back at their masters. Black soldiers helped the Union win the Civil War and the Long Emancipation officially ended when the 13th Amendment was passed on January 31st, 1865, officially abolishing all forms of slavery in the United States. Thank you for watching this week's episode of A Pushing History.